0: Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And uh, this is our coming soon and news segment, so this is where we kind of cover all the, the new movies coming out this week. Um are uh, releasing within the next few days or so and then uh, also discuss any any film news, anything that's kinda happening, what's happened this last week or so and and uh yeah, with me I have Joel Cunningham. Hey bro. Hi. How you doing? Good man, I'm good. Good. It's yeah. kinda cold in the air. Is it?
1: I'm getting cold. You're usually the one that gets super cold, right?
0: I am, but I'm okay right now. Maybe because you I had uh, orange flavored Lacroix and it was really good.
1: And you are now addicted.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's the carbonation effect that we talked about last week.
1: That is the best flavor of them. I've tried pretty much everyone under the sun except for the grapefruit because I just know I'm not going to like that because grapefruit's disgusting.
0: That one was pretty good. I like yeah, that one, but whatever. One. That's Passion the most fruit, refreshing. I think it's good too. I can't remember. They
1: even had they have like a separate like. La Vita or something like that Vita France or something like that It's like a separate brand that's within their brand That does like a specialized mixed flavoring
0: Don't even know about that i tried
1: all of those and none of them are as good as the orange
0: You so. searched the world far and wide I've For the perfect the- <laughs> Lacroix flavor <laughs> I can make a song And you came back to orange I Because it's kind of like weak orange soda
1: it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's healthy-ish.
0: It's healthy-ish, yes.
1: It's got nothing in it. It Literally, look at the back of the can, yeah, is zero. Yeah, it's
0: carbonated water. I don't even know what I'm drinking. And natural flavors, whatever yeah. that means. It exactly. says it in the ingredients. Anyways, we are brought to you in part by LaCroix. I wish. So <laughs> <laughs> um, so a couple of things just wanted to talk, I guess, Joel, why don't yeah. you go ahead and just tell the lovely people. Yeah. Um, how you know everything about computers and you know about all the Twitters. (laughs) I know about all the Twitters. Yes. How do they get connected with us? I'm going to tell you all about the
1: Twitters I know about. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So there's some good ways
1: to get connected. Uh, We have our website, which is realreviewmedia.com. You can check things out there. We've got posts that are constantly going up. Then also Facebook, which is facebook.com real review media. We also have the Twitters and the Instagrams, which are both at real review media. And then we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, any thoughts about some upcoming films you might want to tell us about, which is, uh, which is real review media at gmail.com? Love to hear from you on there.
0: Perfect. There you go, Matt. Um, Did it done. So, yeah, a couple movies coming out this week uh, in in wide release. One's already got, uh, just to kind of throw it out there, one already has had the embargo lifted on it for reviews and yes. is doing very, very well. Yep. The other one is still under embargo and is potentially uh, a, a sign of trouble for that film. Gotcha. Um, which, it's a horror film, so it's probably to be expected at this point in time. But let's talk about the first one. Let's talk about War for the Planet of the Apes. So, this is the third in the most recent reboot uh, trilogy. Um, this one is after the apes suffer unimaginable losses, Caesar wrestles with his darker instincts and begins his own mythic quest to avenge his kind. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I like to imagine that these all somehow take place in the same timeline. Yeah, no, that'd be how. cool. Even, even the, uh, plane of the apes remake that happened in 2001. With,
0: with Wahlberg? Yeah. Oh no. Somehow. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, so uh, let's let's start off with the cast here. So we have Andy Serkis, who kind of is really cornered the market on motion capture. He's a monkey, All uh, right. And then you have uh, Woody Harrelson, Steve Zahn, which I love, Steve Zahn. Um, Karen Conoval, Amaya Miller and uh, a bunch of other people yeah but um,
1: part of Steve Zahn that's so great though isn't just his like he has a really funny voice yeah but it's his facial expression it's the way he's like what like the way he reacts
0: even in even in that silly movie Sahara I liked Steve Zahn oh
1: yeah he was like the best part to me yeah Uh, there's another movie Saving uh, Silverman yeah and he's, like, the
0: best part. He's in one of my favorite all-time yeah. movies, That Thing You Do.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's my friend, Yeah, He's, like, the best in that, again, because yeah. of his reactions yeah. to things. So, it's sad that they're making him an ape, I know. even though I understand why. <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe the ape will have funny reactions.
1: Maybe. So. <laughs> um, his name is Bad Ape. That is his actual, like, name. Maybe. So, maybe, so yeah.
0: we'll see. Yeah. Um, hey, so, did you get a chance to see the first and second so, I saw the first. Um, and Rise. By the first, I don't mean like the original. Planet
1: right, you're Apes. talking about
0: Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah,
1: Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I did not get a chance to see Dawn. Okay. So, I need to go back and watch that one before checking out this one. Gotcha. I liked Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I think that it was a good movie, but it was a bit. Um, I don't know. I would also say like I wasn't planning on seeing it because I wasn't expecting a lot from it. Right. And then. I started hearing all these people going like, oh my gosh, it's the best movie ever. It's amazing. Rise of the Blair and Lee. It's Blair. People are saying that? Yeah. Like when I, when the first one reiteration came out. And so when I went to finally go watch it, I was expecting a lot. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And it wasn't anywhere near that. Right. You know, it was a good movie. It wasn't like, didn't blow me out of the water. I would give it like a B plus. You had your rate. perspective kind of yeah, blown out of proportion by yeah, people. Okay. Right. It was good. It was worthy, I guess, in a sense of like getting a sequel yeah. made to it. So um, I was a little bit under, like at first I was underwhelmed and then I was like really excited and then I was underwhelmed again. Right. And so I never got around to like seeing the follow-up one, but like you said, this is getting some really good reviews. Yeah. Some really good ratings. So, yeah. I, I'm um, glad for.
0: I, I really liked the first one. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, the second one I liked, not quite as much as the first one. Um, this one I am actually pretty excited about. It's it's going to be different because what happens is Caesar um, by Andy Serkis is, starts off, he's he's good. And he kind of sees he's good. And he's still kind of good in the second one. He's he's trying to make peace and, and do this sort of thing. If you know anything about the mythology of the Planet of the Apes or the original series, yeah, even in the Wahlberg one, he is Caesar's evil. Like he's mean, you know. In that in that iteration, this yep. it's like it's this progression. You're seeing him kind of go down this road and why right, he's he, Breaking Bad exactly. <laughs> it's breaking this is Caesar Breaking Bad for Apes. Breaking Bad ape. Yep. Which you is got a character, it. Bad Ape. So. so it seems like, <laughs> in, even in the description, it, <laughs> it says he's kind of embr- embracing more of his instincts to protect his kind from humans, where beforehand he may have been more willing to try and make peace, and now he's he's not, because humans just will not relent, yeah. is kind of what is what we see. Yeah. Um, the second one I, I liked, I remember feeling like they spent a little bit too much time just in Monkey Land. The one reason why I really liked the first one was because of the the human interaction. I felt like there was less of that than I would have liked mm-hmm. um, in the second one. But this one, it looks like there's quite a bit. I'm, I'm excited to see how much of a, de- to a degree, um, Woody Harrelson is...
1: Yeah, he looks great in this. He looks yeah. really intimidating. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'm, Very I'm really curious to see how he interacts with Caesar and what that looks like. There's a couple of scenes in the trailers where I'm like, wow, that's those look like really intense, pivotal moments. So I'm I'm encouraged to see the Rotten Tomatoes scores being high as yeah, well. Yeah. But I mean, if we know anything about your review of Spider-Man Homecoming and how high <laughs> the reviews were for that movie on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. then that might not say anything at all. That's true. But um, yeah. I have better hopes for this one, though. If that okay. Tells you anything. Okay. Yeah. Spider-Man: yeah, yeah. Homecoming.
1: I did not have very good <laughs> hopes for. Well, here's the thing: is did you somewhat? S- I did. You've I seen the
0: trailers for this, right?
1: Yes. Okay. And they looked really good. It, yeah. I, the action on this looks really intense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And really great.
0: The I think. CG looks incredible.
1: Yeah. I mean, just the interaction between the different elements all looks really fluid and solid. Um, I thought the trailer was also very well cut. I but you know, they can portray anything. But it looks like Almost. they hired
0: monkeys that talk Yeah. To do the acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, they do that. They hire <laughs> yeah, the man. talking monkeys. Where do they get them? Yeah, from from wherever.
1: I feel like I'm gonna hire one to go talk to somebody. I don't know. That's
0: yeah. It's crazy, man. Anyway, <laughs> it just looks real. I need
1: to teach it to ah. Uh, never mind. You're Going down a weird. What, trail what's there. the
0: name of that company? Uh, Weta. Is that how you say it? Weta. I yeah. know Weta Workshops. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah they're gonna be a Comic Con coming up. So
0: they do a lot of really great CG work. Um yeah, yeah. And they're probably one of the top top in the game, right? As far Definitely. as CG. Yeah. So they're they're in charge of a lot, and they're, they're, they're right up
1: there with Industrial Light and Magic. They've been
0: Island. pioneering the road as, as far as. Um, Um, primates, you know, and like, and monkeys and that sort of things.
1: The primate aspect and then additionally the large number of, I think they had a huge, if I remember correctly, they had a huge amount of work in the Lord of the Rings. And Godzilla. And Godzilla. But with Lord of the Rings, they specifically created a lot of breakthrough technology to create those mass armies, which all had like individual animations going on and looked very realistic. Yeah. So... They're very good with that, and they're yeah. very good with their, I think, militaristic style. Right. Uh, I haven't seen them do a lot outside of like military action type movies. Right. To be right, honest. Right. Um, yeah. For sure. But they do good with it.
0: They do it yeah. But my my excitement level is pretty high on this one. I would say I'd have to give it probably an eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's tough for me because I haven't seen the second. You so once check I it out. On, then yeah. I'd probably know better what my excitement is. But it is high without having seen it. Still, it's probably close to like a seven. Oh, out cool. Of 10 yeah. Still.
0: So nice, nice. Very good. So um, yeah. So we'll probably check that out. Something like that this week. And the next one I want to talk about is the one that still has a hold on the reviews. The yep. embargo is not I wonder lifted. Why? And it is nah. wish upon. And I have actually seen a decent amount of marketing for this movie. Um, I'm
1: and just starting to see the marketing. I didn't see any really... marketing until about a week ago on this. Which tells me a lot of bad things.
0: There's some okay, so there are some podcasts that I listen to, yeah. you know, outside of the Real Review. Honestly, obviously, you know, the Real Review is the best one you could be listening to. Yes. but um, I've been listening to some other ones, and one of them specifically geared towards like upcoming and new and, and horror-related yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, because that's my jam. Obviously, we know. <laughs> but um, this one is uh, a teenage girl discovers a box that carries magic powers and a deadly price for using them. Um, and so what we've seen in the trailers is like, you know, she's, she's being picked on and then she's wishes like terrible things for the people that are picking on her and then yeah. they're coming true.
1: It's kind of like a never ending story too, except with horror.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> Not a diamond. Right. Yeah,
1: that kid, that kid had like a diamond jewel thing, right? And he got yeah. the wishes and he forgot stuff every time.
0: So. I'm going there, Matt. I, yeah, <laughs> exactly, Joel. And, um. Just I don't go know, with me on this crazy The trailer, train. the trailer, I, I like concepts and stuff like that like i like to think about this but oftentimes what i find about finding these movies with the concepts is like the execution is is fairly poor um the the trailer itself just has me feeling like okay i i don't know yeah um there's not a lot in there i mean other than the the main uh actress joy king um that has me excited about it um Brian is in it. I just now realize that, <laughs> um, but he or uh, er, but Joy King. I mean, she's done some good stuff, um, and she can portray. I just the story as a whole. It's not really grabbing my attention. Be like, oh, I gotta see this. This looks really interesting. Other than the fact that I kind of want to see potentially what kind of cleverness they can have in the horrific way people's people you know are oft. Yeah. Um, although I will say the trailer. Is very reminiscent of Final Destination, and it makes me feel there's a couple of scenes like are like oh this is feeling very much like Final Destination, almost like like this could be Final Destination yeah. six, you know. So I'm not I'm yeah. not really vibing that. I really, much.
1: I, the thing with this is like it's really weird that it's getting made in a way, and I'm thinking that maybe what they're trying to do is if they can get it released at the right time. Horror films are generally the simplest and easiest to sort of make your money investment back on right there's usually a very built-in audience for a certain type of horror film that you can just kind of get them out there people are going to go see it this film i mean the writer credit that we have for this is a lady named barbara marshall she's got really nothing for the most part to a name except for viral and then a couple television shows and then the director of it the only i mean that's the big thing that i keep seeing is that it's directed by the same guy that directed annabelle which I didn't see that.
0: No, it wasn't that good. Right, it's yeah. a,
1: but that doesn't really seem like a selling point. He also directed Butterfly Effect 2, which Never the, first one, was, <laughs> the Never. first one was interesting. Yeah. And it was kind of cool. Um, it was different, you know, and that's why I liked it, but...
0: What I'm saying is he's a, he was a um, DP on a lot of right. things. Right,
1: cinematographer for a ton of stuff. Cinematographer, yeah. Conjuring, The Mask, Mortal Kombat, Insidious. So he has an understanding, I mean, with Insidious and The Conjuring of horror films and what goes into making them visually look a certain way. And I haven't seen anything with this film, especially with the visual style, that really looks bad. I mean, it looks like visually it's got a good quality to it, but as far as content, I, there's just nothing to it that I'm like, right? I'm am- amazed by. It looks yeah. like a very seems like one of the most straightforward plot ideas that I've seen in a while. Yep. Pretty a much a person gets a thing and then by using that thing bad things happen yeah, it's like,
0: exactly
1: have we not seen this a bazillion times in yeah. horror films I
0: mean the, so the take is hopefully Hellraiser is a perfect example you know to be optimistic you gotta think okay how are they gonna do a twist on this they gotta have some sort of twist on this or it's literally just gonna be beat by beat the same type of thing yeah um, and it's gotta be substantial too because they could say it's a twist but it, you know ultimately it doesn't affect the whole movie but um, yeah, my my anticipation level, even being like a horror movie buff, kind of like myself, I I don't, I'm not really looking forward to this one. Yeah. Um, You know, not like I am it, you know, you and I are still going to the theater to check that one out. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you it's like a happy movie and then we're going to get in there and then I'll be like, that. just kidding.
1: I have a plan for that.
0: You do. What's yes. that?
1: I'm gonna take a little bit of what's what's known as a sleeping pill beforehand, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then just enjoy it that way.
0: All right, all right. I'll I'll bring a shot of adrenaline. There you go. And, and just do something like you know in the rock where you got to stab yourself in the heart yeah. with it, and then you know inject it, and then maybe <laughs> if
1: I take a, maybe if I legitimately take a few shots of whiskey before we go, in <laughs> I might be able to make it work. I'm just not good. We talked about that. I'm not good with suspense. You get
0: kicked out because you're yeah. just boisterously laughing yeah. at everything. And I'm like, not getting paid to do this, Matt. So I can refuse to go see movies. No, that works. If I want to. That works, that works. So, uh, wish upon uh, excitement level 4.5. Yeah, 4.5.
1: I'd say for me it's more like a 2. Okay. 1.52. So okay. Pretty low.
0: <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. There you go. Um, so, that's really it for the the major releases coming out this weekend. There, there are a couple others that um, maybe we can talk about another time, but... I want to get into one piece of news, and I did, I know I didn't get a chance to speak to you this old. You didn't prep me at all. I didn't prep this, you man. at all. This one. I feel like we're going to fly off the cuff here and just do this thing. Okay. Um. So Maybe there's been a lot of talk about, especially in good. two weeks since we have Dunkirk coming out. Yeah. Um. Uh, and there have been interviews with Chris Nolan mm-hmm. potentially getting into the Bond franchise. I would love that. Yeah.
1: Yes. Let me just say now. Yes. yes. So he, guess what? Uh, this, if I had the deciding vote, I would say yes.
0: So <laughs> if if you're not familiar, Christopher Nolan is is one of those rare directors. He's kind of like a Quentin Tarantino. Um, he's like uh, basically one of those directors who is who is famous, like a Steven Spielberg, like who is known by his name. Where obviously where where you have a lot of directors these days mm-hmm. who you tell an average moviegoer you know, who is Edgar Wright? And most people would be like, I don't know who Edgar Wright is. Yeah. You know, uh, where we know him as being, you know, a pretty great filmmaker, where you have someone like, if you ask a normal person, oh, do you know who Steven Spielberg is? They'll be like, oh yeah, they did all these movies. You know, like people would know that. Yeah. Or George Lucas even, right. you know. Right. Um, Christopher Nolan is approaching that territory where he's a famous director, right. where he's becoming known if for he being him.
1: already gotten there, then he... He has in my mind, but if he, I think yeah. he will. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I don't know how Dunkirk is going to be. It looks okay. It's You know it's um, only
0: like an hour and 45 minutes long? No, I didn't know that. It's crazy. It's just like shortest feature other than following. Yeah,
1: the thing that Christopher Nolan does so well that has kind of helped him to not just be like a decent storyteller, because his stories are usually innovative and kind of try different things, right. even in the Batman franchise, the yeah. way that he treated you know, the Joker and kind of these two opposing sides of these Uh, concepts and themes of how to live your life it's his approach to um portraying the stories he has this very grand scope and then it's almost this like larger than life kind of scope to a lot of his types of uh films and then additionally he loves to play with your perceptions he's been i've seen a few interviews with him he loves to play with your perceptions of reality right like what is normal and what is not normal it was definitely obvious in um
0: inception inception that
1: was a huge perception uh, yeah. of perception inception, inception. <laughs> yeah so i i love that about him and i've been i think that could be a beautiful hybrid because what we're seeing with the Bond series is this move towards they've they've done away with the you know james Bond the goofy skiing stuff. down right. you know uh uh, a slope on like a jet ski and like, you know, all, all these like different things. Like they've, they've done away with the, the, the idiotic tongue in cheek. Now we just have the triple Gumi. X franchise
0: for that. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And they've gone towards a much more grounded, much more real, mm-hmm. strong presence with the characters and perfect example was like Skyfall. And I think the last film that they made actually the quantum, well, that was second no, one was Spectre. Quantum of Solace. Spectre was the last one. Was weaker to me because they started to move back toward some of the more like diabolical, like you yeah. know James Bondian type, st- you know sense of things. And of, it,
0: of the Daniel, yeah,
1: right. Skyfall, Casino Royale, those films work so well because they were so grounded. And he's a spy, but it was almost like James Bond meets a uh, Jason Bourne, yeah, type thing.
0: Casino Royale is definitely my favorite right. Daniel Craig right. one. So I for think sure. if
1: where I'm getting to with this is that if you combine this spectacle. And the sort of larger than lifeness of a Christopher Nolan film. I mean, inner inner uh not in, so not Inception, but Interstellar. Interstellar. If you look at like the the spectacle and the, the spectacle and the grandiosity, like whether or not you like that on a story level, the, the just the sheer crazy like heights of where that story went visually, right. if you would combine that with a franchise like James Bond right. and then creating a gra- I would just like love that. I'd be like, oh my goodness. But I will also depend upon Daniel Craig. I mean, I don't know if they've signed on a new. I don't think they have yet. The rumors are that he's still kind of beating right. around the bush because they've said maybe if maybe if they bring in Nolan, then it would be an option from the stay on board. Because he said very strongly after the last after Spectre that like he you couldn't beat him over the head or like you couldn't pay him any money enough money on Earth to do another Bond film.
0: So, but we'll see the interview with Nolan. He uh, was asked that question, you know, and he's like, definitely, I'd be on board. I've had conversations with people. I I would totally want to do something like that. However, my idea of something that I would want to do would require a little bit of reinvention. Gotcha. Um, And as far as I know, and this is what he says, as far as I know, they're, you know, if they want something different, I'm on board. I'll do it. but it seems like they're kind of doing their thing and they're doing it how they want to be doing. They're doing what they want to be doing. Then good for them. They can do it. But until then, I'll be I'll be here if they want to maybe switch it up a little bit. He,
1: one thing about Christopher Nolan as well that I know is he likes to reuse a lot of actors. Yeah. So he's got a pretty good backlog, I think, of actors that he could potentially bring in for something like this. I don't think it would be anybody like Christian Bale. I don't think Christian Bale kind of fits that persona, but Tom, Hardy. Tom Hardy, kind of, I would actually see yeah. Tom Hardy. He'd have to kind of, Tom Hardy comes off of more like a rugged kind of
0: But he could clean up. Uh, I mean in, in Inception. Up, yeah. in Inception is he true. was very cleaned up like yeah.
1: that. Yeah. Um that's why I was kind of thinking like Inception, but I think I could see Tom Hardy doing it potentially. And he yeah, would be maybe he'd be maybe because I think um they've moved more towards that of this yeah. kind of like rugged type bond where he's like very cooth well cooth and just, but yeah. he's got this deep inner kind of fire and aggression and anger yeah. that he works out over the course of the films, which works with really well. I think Christian Bale's too mopey. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a good
0: way yeah, yeah, it. yeah. But, yeah. <gasps> what are you doing back there? You <laughs> know oh, wonderful! Yeah. Look at those lights. <laughs> wonderful. Oh, yeah. okay. good for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's great. Anyways, so yeah, no, that's cool. That's that's really the main thing I want to talk about in the news item. There. Are, other than that, there are, he's he's doing a four k remaster of his uh mm. of his bunch of his previous works uh, the yeah. batman Dark Knight trilogy It'd
1: be great a lot of them are partially if not all the way through in um like imax cinema yeah style. and even yeah uh, Dark Knight was like mm, i think seventy five percent in cinema or imax it was a chunk of it was some of it. Wasn't, right, so it's
0: maybe not um, that much. What what they're doing is because it was it was all scaled down. It's all been scaled down to 1080p. Right, and so they'd be upscaling it to 4k. And it's not just like hey, put it in here and convert it. They said they have to painstakingly go through this thing and like like yeah. do it like super delicately. Yeah, um, and I didn't realize this too because most of the stock footage that they have was filmed in 6k or higher. Right,
1: most footage is, and then right. when you bring it in, you. There's a whole process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually you edit based upon proxy files as well. A lot of times if you don't have like the the quality to run like a high, I think a lot of the high-end Hollywood LA editor, editors probably have fast enough computers, but you'll bring in like low-quality proxy files to edit off of. And yeah. when you do your final sync up, you sync it into a, a higher format. But you, you always want to film larger than you need so you can downgrade into a lower quality because that allows for you to also do things like if you want to push in a shot a little bit like you didn't quite frame it the way you wanted it you can kind of push in a different area Um, it also works a lot better when you do things like green screen and rotoscoping because it's easier to cut things out when you've got more than enough info yeah than not enough so that makes sense most of these high-end professional cameras i think the the dragon uh red shoots at like a nine (laughs) eight k or nine k format um, yeah, well,
0: the uh, which most of the IMAX footage that he was saying that they used was in 8K. Right. Yeah. Uh, they
1: have a huge, and they actually run. The thing is, that IMAX films, I'm, I'm pretty sure, all runs actual film. Yeah. Whereas, like, the Reds and a lot of the Aries and stuff digital. like that go digital.
0: And yeah. we all know how big Nolan is on actual film. So.
1: He's huge. He's like one of the yeah. last main proponents of yeah. it. Yeah. So
0: him and Trevaro, actually so that's like a really interesting thing Trevaro and him did a panel specifically yeah. about that But I
1: think Tarantino as well yeah Tarantino good. did also so, yep yeah
0: um, so anyways so that's all I got for the news um, but I guess a couple of things really just to remind you yeah let us know what's going on let us know what you think of these things shoot us an email over at realreviewmedia at gmail.com uh, what, what was interesting about some of those news items? What are you most excited to see this weekend? Uh, if you got a, ch- if you get a chance to see that, if you haven't, re- you know, if you're listening to this after the fact, what did you think about it? Um, and then also find us on our social media. Um, we're real good with computers and, and we know about all the Twitters. So, um, yeah, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at real review media and facebook.com slash real review media. And, uh, yeah, get connected with us. But I don't know uh,
1: if we know of all the Twitters.
0: You know, of all the Twitters.
1: I know of many of the Twitters, but not all the Twitters. All the Twitters. There's a lot of fake. If you don't
0: know what we're talking about, we're talking about a a scene from the (laughs) Logan Lucky trailer that looks absolutely hilarious. But, um, he's a hacker
1: because he knows the
0: Twitters. We need a good hacker. He's like, he's like, I know about computers. I know about all the Twitters or whatever it was, you know. That was pretty good. But, um, Yeah, so get connected with us. Let us know (laughs) on Twitters. (laughs) There you go. Uh, But yeah, Joel, anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. Cool. Well, it's been real. It's been real.